Welcome back, everybody, to Six Pennies Podcast. We are doing a special COVID edition video podcast here. Mark, Timmy, how are y'all? What's up, guys? Good. Good to see you guys. It's been a while. Are you guys Are you guys wearing the hats because your hair is getting out of control? <laughs> Mock, do you have hair? Oh, wow. I just cut mine. I've been cutting mine for a while. I'm good. I'm, I'm growing it out as long as I can right now. So, yes. You're, just, uh, you're doing beard as well? I'm growing that as, out as long as I I've, can as well. I've been shaving it every week or so. It gets too uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. All right. So before we get into the podcast, for those who just listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, this is a video version. So if you want to check out the video, check out our three Six Pennies Faces, um, go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Six Pennies Podcast. We're going to post this video right on our Facebook page. Um, like it, share it, comment it, and um, hope you guys enjoy it. So before we get into today's podcast, uh, we do want to shout out Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Um, he is our presenting sponsor today. He's been our presenting sponsor since day one, really. So props, shout out to Derek Shaw. Um, he will give you a free home life and auto insurance quote today. Uh, definitely mention Six, Pen- Six Pennies Podcast. may give you a nice discount as well. His Facebook page is facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. That's D-E-R-E-K, Shaw Insurance. Or the best way to contact him is 214-729-6462. I don't think he's on the golf course today, so just FaceTime him and he'll pick up. So let's go ahead and, and jump into today's topics. Timmy, your favorite. It's NBA. Um, yeah, we're back. This is my favorite start. time when there's, not, when there's not current NBA, so we can talk about the, the glory <laughs> days of the NBA. True, yeah, and uh, sure. yeah. ES, ESPN is in the same vein. So for the next five to six weeks, so we're going to be pretty much focused on the NBA. We may have one or two other podcasts, but we're going to do an NBA podcast today and most likely like a Michael Jordan series for the next few weeks. Um, his documentary is coming out this Sunday. I'm personally super excited to watch it. I think we all grew up being like fanatics of Michael Jordan, so it's going to be really cool to see the inside story of it all. All right, so for today, there was a thread on Twitter, I believe two days ago, that kind of blew up NBA Twitter. Um, and... We love, you know, having revision, revisionist history. This one is related to four superstars um, that got really riddled by injuries. Um, two that were like peak of the peak, all NBA type performers early on. And then two that kind of fizzled out, um, one still playing today. But we're talking about Anthony Hardaway, better known as Penny, who is probably Mock's favorite player. Grant Hill. Who is Mr. <laughs> nice, Mr. Everything? I think he's Timmy's favorite player. So this is gonna be a very interesting conversation. Oh, yeah. Either him or like Tim Hardaway, right? Didn't you love Hardaway? They're um, for 90s for 90s uh, stars, yeah. Yeah. And then the other two players we do want to mention is Brandon Roy. Um, rest in peace, Brandon Brandon Roy's knees. Those things were were so bad. And then Derek Rose, he did he was the youngest winner of the MVP award. Um, 2008. What are you showing there? Yep. Yeah. I finally found it. Yeah. It's it's very important to know. Like the question is, who would who would be the best if it weren't for injuries? It's not just compare these five players and then they put T Mac on there, right? 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with you, Timmy. Like, out of those five players, I mean, I don't like to include T-Mac because I still think he had a pretty extended career. And at his peak, still, he was... Still on the team, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even... And also at his peak, he was healthy for a while. I think he had nagging, like, back injuries and shoulder injuries for the most part, but nothing, yeah. like, debilitating like Penny or Grant Hills. So let's start with you, Timmy. Like, out of those five, who would be the best player? Yeah, I mean, I think we all agreed right away that T-Mac doesn't really belong here. And that's because, like he said, like he had 10 plus good years in him before everything started giving away. Um, and so I think he had a longer prolonged peak. Um, looking at the list, like the first one that probably jumped out was Penny. I think he is like a huge what if, probably because of the start of his career being with Shaq and how quickly it took off. Uh, but for me, I, I think Grant Hill's the guy. I think it's pretty close right neck and neck with Penny. He also started out um, really hot, took the league by storm his first couple years. Uh, and a good four or five years, he was like one of the three or four best forwards in the in the league. Uh, and then the big what if there is he, I mean, T-Mac is on the list, but he could have been paired up with T-Mac in his prime. Oh, they were paired up in Orlando. Oh, my gosh. It could have been pretty shocking. It could have been a, a Michael and Scotty kind of thing um, in prime. So... That that was kind of my, my first thought, and I, I know Mock, you probably went for Penny, right? I don't think there's a wrong answer here, but I will argue. No, 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 for... there's a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the wrong answer would be like Derrick Rose, but uh, but but Penny to me, he, he was always my favorite player. I think I traded all my Grant Hills to you, Timmy, for Penny Hardaway's and 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 things like that. So win uh, win, good deal. Yeah, they're they're all worth pennies now uh but i i think i give the nod to penny just because he oh, took the league by storm baseball cards oh, yeah. penny yeah i was gonna i was gonna wait till later to show you guys this but i brought out all the uh what all the this this is only like a tenth of my collection for pennies oh, man. should i go down and get mine can we pause or what <laughs> no, all the, no all man you gotta, right there. you gotta come prepared you gotta come prepared <laughs> Grant Hill. Oh, Grant Hill. Right. One more surprise for you. Uh, this is the reason why I'm wearing a jacket. Oh, uh -oh. That, oh wow. My first wow. ever jersey. <laughs> is that Penny, T-Mac, or Ariza? Or Ray for Alston? All of them. I, I got a tape <laughs> on the back. Or is it Von Wafer? <laughs> oh. All right, uh, so you guys, you guys both yeah, say back -back Penny. All NBA teams puts it over the top for me. Back to back All NBA in like his second and third seasons, which was insane. Like he was already established as essentially the best point guard in the league when he got hurt. So I think it's widely known, Mock, that Penny is your favorite, if not your favorite player, one of your favorites. What about him made you like you know? What what about him made you like him so much? I mean, a lot of it's nostalgia, right? Like we all grew up, this was right at the age where we all started playing basketball, started watching basketball, NBA and NBC. Uh, so I, I think when you grow up during that time, you model your game, you, you, you watch these plays, you idolize these players. It's a very like moldable time in our lives. And, and I just loved his like creativity on the court. I, I feel like even at that young of an age, he did not have a weakness really. Like he was a huge six seven point guard he could do it all he posted up smaller players he could finish at the rim he had an outside jumper and i think he was all about winning 
so, I mean, it's a lot of what ifs with this story, just with injuries in general, but especially back then, um, I remember when in 95, when, you know, the Rockets played the magic and I mean, my next question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some ambivalence there, but of course I was still going for the Rockets, but I mean, that, that tag team matchup with Shaq and, and Penny, that, that would have been an all timer if, if they had stuck together. So, so that, why do you, why do you think Shaq left him? <laughs> uh, he was that great if he was all about winning if he had that much potential i mean i i think penny is all about winning like Shaq, i think got dirt by i mean kazam i think that was when he was wanted to go home yeah he wanted to another record deals, you know um yeah this, this article's written about like the the negotiating process and how poorly orlando did like they they didn't immediately give him like the max and Jerry and West. he loves he loves Jerry West. Like yeah. you, you can tell when he talks about Jerry West and just that ninety five ninety six season. He and plus he didn't honestly like. Why do you want to stay in the conference as Michael Jordan? Right? Michael Jordan returns. They win seventy two games, and he's like, I'm getting the f out of here, and he goes to the West Coast. It's very similar to LeBron. I guess that's fair. Hey, so thinking of like Hill and Penny today, speaking of nostalgia. Who do you think is looked upon now as having like the better career or like who is the better player? Um, That's like, a great question. Players? That's a great question. So I think in my opinion, street cred, reputation, I think Penny Hardaway just has like he had the off the court. Uh, he's good looking. He's he's like a coach now for Memphis. I think he dated Tyra Banks for a while. Like he was he had little Penny. He was very, very marketable. Grant Hill, although very marketable as well, Fila, Sprite, all that kind of stuff. I remember those Sprite commercials were awesome. But people just, people didn't like, like, like really, really yeah. loved him. Like a lot of it was because, you know, his Dude. dad was an, yeah, his dad was an NFL player. So he grew up rich. Um, uh, and then he went to Duke. So, I mean, you guys all watched the Fab Five documentary with Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and just how much like the, Black community hated the yep. Duke basketball team. So I think it all adds up. But once Grant Hill got to the league, I mean, he was he was sick, man. He he was sick. I feel yeah. I feel like looking back, his he's greatly underappreciated and underrated now because of all the things you just said. But dude, the guy was averaging twenty-eight and nine his yeah. second season. Twenty-eight and nine point eight rebounds his second ten, yeah, season. ten rebounds, yeah. Um, yeah I give guess, him give him ten, man. Give him ten. That's incredible. And again, it that's is. It is. I think um, uh, he had like four or five good seasons. And, and Mock, you mentioned that Penny was probably the best point guard or like the, you know, all NBA first team for two years in a row, which is incredible. Grant Hill was only all NBA first once, but he was second like the next four, like four out of five years just because he's behind guys like Pippen, Malone, and Duncan. So, I mean, some of the best players the league has ever known who won all the awards, of course, Grant Hill was right behind them. So, um, I feel like he's pretty underappreciated at this point. But the, I would say the argument against Penny, actually the argument for Penny during that time was you have really, really amazing guards, right? You have Jordan, you have Peyton, young kids, Stockton. You have all okay. these like legit high call caliber Hall of Famers and him being a, a first team all NBA twice against those guards is pretty, yeah. pretty legit. You're yeah. right. I mean, I, I'm very impressed just looking at Grant Hill's stats right now. Uh, it, they're, they pop off the page. Uh, 
but so much of that is just not only what happens on the court, right? Our memories are uh, associated with like their persona. And, and I know like True. even in the commercials, you, they had to bring in like Chris Rock and Tyra Banks and all this fanfare buzz surrounding Penny. Penny was never really like uh, showed the personality in the commercials. Like he's more of a soft-spoken, serious guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just because of that marketing kind of genius with, with little Penny, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Plus his Nike shoes, right? His Nike shoes were way, way better and very iconic compared to Grant Hill's Fila's. I mean, that definitely has to play a part of it. Fila's. But I mean, Grant Hill, if you think about it being 6'8", I would say he's 6'8", small forward, small point guard, if you will, or point forward. Um, At that time before LeBron, if you're 6'8", and you're a point guard, who's averaging 10 rebounds? Magic. That's, That's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, you mentioned the shoes. I think jerseys also could play into it. Like Penny's jersey, the Magic jerseys all time, right? And Grant Hill had the uh, the cartoon uh, horse for the Pistons. So that's that's a pretty tough grab. But Philo is probably a, a mistake for him. Um, I mean, looking back on it now, obviously, it could have gone with a bigger brand. Um, but like thinking of their careers, they both got hurt, obviously. Um, and there's a lot of what ifs there. But Grant Hill actually did a pretty decent job of coming back. Like he had some nice years yeah. with his sons when he was like 30. Four, 36 years old or something uh he's like a solid role player solid yeah. like fender um i don't think penny got the chance to reinvent himself as much huh yeah i think that goes back to our previous question about how people view them now uh and i think that that kind of lasting image that hill it feels like he had a longer lasting career uh later on after his injury and and i think for a lot of people especially even especially our age you know um like we we knew how good Grant Hill was back then, but our the lasting image of our minds is still like when he was with the Phoenix Suns, which was good but not like great, you know. Yeah, you're right. Like although he was serviceable and your legit starter, we remember more of his washed years than Penny's washed years. Maybe but not. you guys, it's pretty interesting that there's a you know the the common denominator Phoenix because you know Penny ends up leaving Orlando in his prime and signs with Phoenix. And I don't remember if you guys remember this, but I used to have the Sports Illustrated framed of Jason Kidd with his freaking yellow hair and Penny Hardaway. <laughs> yeah. And that in the bottom said backcourt 2000. Like that was going to be the backcourt of the future. Um, and it just never panned out. Mm. A lot yeah. of Phoenix Suns connections as well as Orlando Magic connections with this list. Yeah. Well, you guys... You guys mentioned the or mock. I think you said the wrong answer was Derrick Rose, um, and I feel I feel like that's disservice to Derrick Rose, man. That was the MVP, and he got hurt when he was 23 years old. Like that's a big what if. Youngest MVP, yeah. Um, and I I hated LeBron back then, but even I can admit like LeBron yeah. deserved the MVP, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the narrative, but he was he was incredible. His team won 62 games or something. And again, he's only 23 years old. Like there's there's definitely something to be said about what he could have become and evolved his game into obviously he is he is not like he was not built for the the new nba not like the the great shooter or anything but it seems like he still could have been um very effective even even after the mvp campaign i thought he was actually younger than 23 i thought he was like 21 22 when he got hurt i think he won mvp when he was 22 okay just i would say though so that year that year derrick rose won mvp i actually visited chicago twice that year and i went to the bulls game each time and watching Derrick Rose, 
I would say that is prime, even though he's really young, but he was super explosive. But it's crazy because for three quarters, you just watch both sides like playing um, like normal team basketball. And then in the fourth quarter, Tim Thibodeau really had no offense. It was right. Derrick Rose. Yeah, you get the top. It's ISO up top, the Kobe play. And he did that for like 20 possessions in a row, every single, both fourth quarters that I was there. And they won both times. It's like, it's incredible that he could be able to do that at 6'1", undersized, slightly built, but just like so athletic. Was he 6'1", and undersized? I thought he was like a pretty like... Oh, uh, you're right. He might be 6'3". Yeah, you're right. Is that, is, he's listed as 6'2", on basketball reference. Um, but but that kind of slight build and in, in uh, his explosive game, like I just... Maybe, it's, it's not built to last, you know? So if we're talking about longevity... Yeah. Like, it, it still amazes me to this day what this past year, like, someone like Russell Westbrook is still able to do. Like, that's so against the norm to have this yeah. long of a career. Like, think of all the people that preceded him that have those same kind of comparisons, like the Steve Francis's of the world. Like, who's to say that, you know, it's not a major injury, but but those players typically fall off much faster. That's true. I mean, there's, there's instances all over the place, right? Like, Baron Davis... Um, like, I guess that makes you wonder. And Baron Davis wasn't small. Like, he was big. I mean, he's like a chunky guy, but he was, he was like 6'2 and like super explosive. Yeah. Kind of the Steve Francis type. But like, it makes you wonder what's going to happen with like John Morant. Like, pretty pretty slim and like super explosive too. Um, not in reckless going to the, to the hoop. You got to have a shot nowadays. You have to have a shot. It's why, I, I mean, all three of us slander him all the time. But Steph Curry is going to end up having a really long career just because he can shoot the three-pointer off the dribble and off the catch and shoot. So, um, I mean, just to go back on the Derrick Rose discussion, I just think the peak of a 6'7 top caliber player is just going to be higher than the peak of a 6'2 player. Mm. Always, yeah. Always, unfortunately, yeah. I guess in general, yeah, there's, there's pretty much no nobody in the in the history of the NBA that's that's as good as, um, like a 6'2 guy being as good as a 6'7 guy. Maybe like a AI or something. Yeah, or Isaiah Thomas. Those are the guys that are like six, but there's still like there's so many guys. There's so many six six plus guys that are more dominant. So hey, you th- guys have so you guys have Penny and Grant Hill, whether that's one or two. So three, who's three for you guys then? Are we including T Mac or are we not including T Mac? T Mac's not in this. Let's leave him off since I mean he he's still had a Hall of Fame career in spite of all the injuries. So. Uh, yeah, so between Brandon Roy and Derrick Rose. Yeah, I'm interested to see, see what you guys think because, uh, I mean, it sounds like you guys are high on Rose, but I'm I'm pretty high on Roy. Yeah, so you're, Roy, high, you're very high on Brandon Roy. I remember that. I, I'm I actually say, I, I, I also would say Brandon Roy had the better, like, team. Like, I yeah. feel like LaMarcus was really good, and then he had, like, really good wings. He had, like, a young Batum, a prime Wes Matthews. Like, he actually... Rudy Fernandez, like that that Portland team was really good. Whereas the Bulls, they were considered, yeah, the baby Bulls and whatever you think of Noah and Luol Dang and those guys. But awesome. I just don't think from a like talent standpoint, I just think Portland was better. That's tough to say. Uh, I mean, looking back, like that that Bulls team was probably LeBron's like biggest obstacle for for a while there uh, until you know the Celtics came along too, but. Uh, which ones? Uh, Pacers with uh, Granger and Paul George. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Bulls team, I'm a little biased there just because, I, I mean, I love that Thibodeau team. Uh, he, they, he ran them to the ground, but that their defense was legit. Uh, Derek Rose was a lot their only offense in a lot of times, but um, I guess if you're comparing talent to talent, though, you're right for Portland having the edge there. Brandon Roy definitely wins the award here for like the biggest peak and immediate dip. Like he only played six total seasons in the league. I didn't realize it was that few. Uh, so he played four seasons, then he or five seasons, then he retired because of all the complications he had been having. And they played five more games with Minnesota a sixth season. What, so. what year did he retire? Or what was his last final like uh, 20, full season? Uh, full season would be the, the 2011 season. Um, but yeah, he only played like 300-something career games. It was just a, a really quick peak in, in kind of that 09-2010 range, right when he hit the dagger to beat the Rockets. Um, so yeah, I mean... Pretty incredible. I, I guess he's he's a re- he's the biggest like unknown out of all this because we just all we know from him is like a couple seasons worth and we're we're extrapolating all of it based on that. Um, so I'd probably still pick Rose, but Roy is is right up there. Did Rose? I mean, did Brandon Roy make any All NBA teams during his peak? While you look that up, one thing I do remember from Brandon Roy is uh, as a Mavs fan, twenty eleven. Um, you know, we had a, a great stretch. So we beat Portland, we beat Kobe's two-time winning Lakers team, then KD and Russ, and then LeBron in the finals. But in that first series, we actually went to Game Seven, and it was because Brandon Roy had like two game winners. Um, yeah, and we thought we were we Dallas. The entire city thought, oh my gosh, another first round exit. Portland was up either two one or three two. Um, but it was Brandon Roy that was, you know, killing it. So that's why I was asking what was his final, like, full season, because that was 2011 playoffs. Yeah. That was, like, his comeback season, too. Like, he only played 47 games. But he, he did oh, make wow. All-NBA second and a third and three All-Star games. So, like, out of those five years or so, it's pretty incredible. If you cut, if you stop the, the career right now, who has a better career, Brandon Roy or Damian Lillard? I think Lillard by far. Yeah, Lillard, all NBA. Yeah, Lillard's already like seven or eight seasons. Yeah, I think. Well, let's go back to what the question was. Uh, was it better career overall, uh, in spite of the injuries, or if not for the injuries? Because, um, because if if it's ju- if we're just talking about peak, right? Then then yeah, I would say Derrick Rose probably. It's hard to top, you know, his MVP season. Shot like 45%, you know, 25, 4, and 8. Um, but I'm just thinking in terms of longevity, if we're talking career-wise, Brandon Roy's game was built to last. Like, if, you know, if he had... Is he smooth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, so question, the question is vaguely written probably on purpose. It says, who would be the best if it weren't for injuries? <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. But yeah, Hopefully. best is up to interpretation. But man... Derek Rose, you said 24, wait, 25, 8, and 4? Yeah. And he won MVP over LeBron James? Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Are I you mean, kidding me? I think, to be fair, I think Chicago was the one seed that year, right? Yeah, they were. They won 62. Yeah, they won 62, yeah. yeah. won one coach of the year. It was unexpected. It's all about the narrative. Yeah. What did, what did LeBron have? 20, like, 25, and 8, and 4, guys? Come on. I mean... Those, that's a bad year. Has LeBron even had a year that's 25, 8, and 4? <laughs> well, he would never have the four, so no. 
Were you guys were you guys uh, looking for anybody else on this list, or was there anybody else you felt like belonged on this list? You mentioned him earlier. I'm a huge Baron Davis guy. It's the same as T Mac. His career kind of extended post, like um, you know, first injury, and he kind of had like a later career. Um, but I think like if a young, because Baron Davis, I think tore his ACL twice or three times. Once in high school, once at UCLA, and maybe another time. Yeah, with the Knicks. So he, he tore it at least three times. Jeez. So if he if he had just stayed healthy, um, even after high school, I think he could have been he could have been sick. Yeah. The players that come to mind are this that short list of like all the players that had like microfracture, right? So that includes Penny, like C Webb, hey, I think like Allen Houston. But but I mean those guys. The thing with microfracture, like you can still come back. It's just you're not the same. You lose a step right away. And, uh, you kind of never get that back. Um, what about someone like Greg Oden? What about him? We just it's hard. I mean, I'm actually high on Greg Oden. Um, I mean, obviously how good that he have been though. You know, I I would in that NBA in the slow down like center focused league I think he could have been pretty good I mean never as good as Kevin Durant I don't think that's a debate but um I think he could have been a starter for 10 years and an all-star a few times yeah I mean I guess he's just it's a different conversation than from the guys we're talking about here but um I I guess the the easy one is is Yao um because you know he played seven years and and got hurt. That is, he didn't even come into my he, like. He's not the. Actually, there's a there's a different rocket that I was thinking of. Different rocket center. Um, it goes way back. It's Ralph Sampson. Ralph Twin Towers. Ralph Sampson was, of Towers. It was a sure thing. Yeah. He his rookie season, his first two years, 23 and 24 years old, he averaged 21 and 11, 22 and 10, in his first two seasons, and then another 19 and 11 with Hakeem, and then. It was basically, I mean, he was, like, okay for a couple of years, but he got hurt and it was over. But, like, him and Hakeem, they went to the finals, like, in his in his third year and Hakeem's second year. Like, it could have been something pretty incredible, especially in that NBA. He could, like, run the break so he could handle the ball. So his rookie numbers are better than Yao's peak, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I just brought up Yao to bring up Ralph, okay? Don't worry. <laughs> oh, Any yeah. other players? Any other players you guys can think of? The only other one I had was like less of a what if about his career, but it was more about like the situation and what it could have been. And that's when uh, Steve Nash went to the Lakers with Kobe. Um, obviously, Dwight was there, and that that wasn't going to work anyway, right? Pau Gasol was there, uh, but it just seemed like at the time you had that Sports Illustrated cover where it says like, what does it say? Like now it's time we're going to have fun or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed like that was going to be the the big thing that was going to take over the league. Um, that sure? reminds. Is yeah. that even more of a what if than prime Kobe and young CP3? Prime Kobe and young CP3 never happened. Like it never actually happened, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I when that when that trade went down because it was like it was good for like twenty four or forty eight hours. I remember, and that was the beginning of Twitter. It was like oh eight oh nine, if I remember uh, correctly. It was dur- It was like right during the. Or right during or after with the thunder and the the heat. Oh, so like 2012-ish, 2011-2012. But anyways, when that that trade did happen, and again, my memory is that it was live for like a day or two. I was like, this is is by far going to be the best backcourt ever assembled. Because it's like, 
a combination of like this killer scorer mamba mentality and then chris chris paul who at that time i we already all agreed he was already the best point guard sharing the ball getting everyone better like i thought that was going to be the perfect perfect fit like man. yeah yeah especially seeing how well it played out with someone like cp3 and harden where there are some detractors when that happens saying you know there's only one ball how it's going to work but it worked really well almost got i mean should have got them a championship uh but yeah you're right back at that time number one point guard in cp number one uh shooting guard in kobe that's crazy in their primes yeah i don't know i i was thinking more of the the things that actually happened i don't, I don't care about, about that, i mean that did happen is what i'm saying it happened but they were Stern, never on the same team like i think it's starting just happened i mean I, I brought up the nash kobe thing because they were on the a team i thought it was going to be pretty incredible just like penny and shaq were on a team and hill and t-mac is is probably the ultimate because you never actually even got to see them together right like the national no, they kobe played they, well, played, like, they actually not, played a lot together in their primes for an extended couple of years. Like Nash and Kobe yeah. probably played together, like, I don't know, 20, 30 games or something that season. Um, but yeah, like Hill and T-Mac, if we had seen them together from what, 01 to, to oh, 06, how many championships yeah. would that have been? That is, that is sick. That is, that is sick. Man. They were trying to get, they're trying to get Duncan that year too, right? Wasn't he close yeah. to second? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Hill, Hill T-Mac and Duncan. Out of control. It was it was a crazy summer because it was either Duncan stay with San Antonio and then Hill joins Duncan in San Antonio. Or <laughs> wasn't that the year kid there too? To with Duncan? Kid, yeah, kid was in conversations as well. But this was like prime rumors, right? This is like right. we don't know what's really real. I remember there was um Mock and I we talked on G Chat all the time and it was like mid twenty tens or early twenty tens. And I was really, really big into rumors. And so Mock was like, okay, for the next 48 hours, you you are the guy. If there's any rumors, just tell me. I'm not going to read anything. Like, So he knew that I was following it like up to the second, refreshing Hoops hype as much as I could. And um, <laughs> man, yeah, the, the whole Grant Hill kid, Duncan, because they all came out at the same time, free agency. Yeah, too, yeah. Oh, man. All right, so before we move on to the second topic, um, unless you guys want to run down Penny Penny Hardaway memory lane or Grand Hill. Okay, so we do want to shout out Loan Factory. Uh, Billy yeah. Wynn, he's uh, our contact there at Loan Factory. He actually owns the Dallas branches. Um, I think wow. on his Twitter, they are in the middle of building a new office in Garland, Texas. Um, he has over 15 years of loan you know, officer experience or in this space. He has probably 10 people working for him now, um, but he has the best rates. He shops, you know, 50, 50, 40 to 50 other lenders and, he, you know, talks through the process with you. It could be very complicated. And of course, if you mentioned Six Pennies podcast, I know for a fact that he's going to give you a VIP discount. So um, definitely check him out, loanfactory.com, or just call Billy directly, 469-585-4498. That's 469-585-4498. All right. Topic number two, also NBA. This, uh, so this thread kind of blew up Twitter like three days ago. Um, and I've been on Twitter a lot because we're on COVID and shut down. There's nothing else to do. Um, but there's a picture of Russell Westbrook, Allen Iverson, and Chris Paul. And the question is, in their primes, in their peaks, 
who would you start out of the three? Who would you put on the bench out of the three? And who, unfortunately, would you cut out of the three? So I didn't even mock. Dude, this is so tough, man. I didn't it's even hard. Know, I didn't even know the second topic. Okay. It, it, no, it's so tough just because it, it's like it's hard. A, battle, a battle between your mind and your heart. You know, like I, I love two of those players, uh, but I have to start the one I hate or the one I used to hate, Chris Paul. <laughs> like, you have to start him. Like, it's just no question. Between what's, the, what's the goal? Championship. So, right? you, so you are a GM and this is your first decision. Let's say LeBron's off the board, KD is off the board. And you have three, these three guys in their primes to, to build a team. And so in this case, they're, it's, okay. So it's not like they're all on the same team, though. Same team. Two of them, same team. You're cutting one of them. So I would say start CP. I have to bench Westbrook, and then I, I think I have to cut AI, man. How dare you? I think, I, I don't, like, I, I hate to say it, but... Yeah, mind over mind over matter. I guess I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I I didn't think about this much because I didn't know about it. All right, I didn't see your your text about it. Um, but it's pretty easy for me. Like I I would cut Russ Westbrook immediately. Um, not look back at all. Yeah, I would cut him today from the Rockets if I could. Only so guy I, to average a triple double. Who cares about triple doubles? Oh, what does that mean? But that means motor. That means heart. Uh, CP and AI from for motor and heart, I'm fine with too. So I mean, I would I would start CP too. I think it's it's a no brainer that he has to start. If you're trying to win the championship, if you're trying to build the the team that's going to win, I would do that. Um, I guess I have to bench AI, but I mean, if it was today's league, you would just play both of them together, right? You'd play two out of these three of these two out of three of them in the starting. You you only Time can out. play one guy under six three. <laughs> Time out, real quick, Timmy. Please explain to me. Why why do you like a guy like Derrick Rose and you hate a guy like Russell Westbrook? Oh, did I say that I like Derrick Rose? You were defending him like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, he won the MVP. I thought he was great. I thought he had a really good career. Could have been even, you know, pretty amazing if he stayed healthy. That doesn't mean that I, like, love the guy or anything. I mean, Russell he's, he's, he's Westbrook. And he's very different from Russell Westbrook, too. Huh? Isn't he different from Russell Westbrook as well? In terms of game? Yeah. I think their games are... Not, I mean, I think they're pretty similar. Uh, like to me, someone like who, Derek Rose who is the worst three-point shooter of all time. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, Derek Rose, his three-point. He did. He doesn't point. take. He doesn't take them because he knows. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's, he's the same boat. He's like thirty percent. So it took Westbrook ten years to figure it out. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's just annoying. Okay, does Giannis does Giannis shoot better than Westbrook from the three? Probably this past year, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think so. All right, I'll be you. You answer the question. I'll look it up. So, for some reason, you and I always agree, Mog. But I have the same three. Chris Paul to me is more of a winner, and I know he never made it to a finals. Russell and Allen did, um, but I just think that he just makes everyone better, and he's willing to not have to score to win. Whereas. Uh, Westbrook and Allen Iverson, especially Allen Iverson, would need the ball, shoot 39%. And to him, that's his way of winning. And it, I mean, it got them to the finals, so props to him. But to me, that's that's not, from a NBA historical standpoint, that's not the way to win. And so I would 
I would unfortunately cut AI and keep uh, Westbrook on my bench. That's, That's like the best six man of all time, man. Kind of embarrassing, guys. <laughs> Cutting AI, that's that's awful. Hey, so uh, last year, Giannis from three, 30.6%, a solid 30.6%. He made one and a half a game. Russell Westbrook shot 25% from three. Uh, that's pretty bad. And he probably shot like seven of them. He shot 29% the year before, 29.8% the, the year before <laughs> that. So, so Giannis is, is not that bad, guys. If you could sh- Yeah, if you shoot worse than Giannis, then that's pretty bad. But I mean, it's, it's, it's all like... You guys watch Rockets games, or I guess mock more than Timmy, but it's all like technicalities. Why is he shooting it like he's shooting a 12-foot pull-up J? Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he makes it so hard on himself. He's elevating 30 feet, 30 inches in the air and shooting a three. Like, no one's no one's going to shoot over 30% doing that. It's like, yeah. yeah. Especially on the Thunder, though, like he was the only option. So, how, so many of those threes were like last second, end of the shot clock, like have to hoist something up. Giannis isn't taking those, you know. I don't, I don't understand why you guys would pick Westbrook over AI. It, it doesn't make sense to me. What makes you like AI more than Westbrook? Just, he's just better. And give give us concrete examples. I mean, I, I guess the evidence I have is is what you guys said was was not like the best evidence which is that he made the finals as the number one guy like i mean it's the answer here is that if you put any of these guys on the bench it doesn't really do you any service because you need them all to be like the main guy on the team right or like the the main ball handler on the team like chris paul needs to have the ball in his hands and run the offense ai or westbrook needs to be like the lead guard on the team as well in my opinion and so like ai he did it and he went to the finals and he is like you know, the the best scoring under 6'3 guy in the history of the league. He's just, he could score in any number of ways. Um, I mean, Westbrook can score, but it's it's a different way of scoring. His is a lot more based on his, his explosiveness, um, just his his motor, which I respect. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, but if, you, if we're talking about, like, competitiveness, like, wanting to win, I think AI is right there with him or, or above. I don't, I think he's right there with him, but not above. In competitiveness? You don't think AI wanted to win more than Westbrook or at, no, I no, think I right do now. not. Yeah, yeah. I think all three are equal in terms of wanting to win. It, it is a good comparison, though, between AI and Westbrook. Um, and and unfortunately, because of I don't know GM issues or, or whatnot, like we never got to see AI in his prime with like a solid, talented cast around him. He had yeah. to deal with like the Aaron McKee, the Eric Snows, his whole prime. Um, yeah. And it kind of, and it, it, you know, all credit to him for, for bringing that in like a like a Matumbo all the way to the to the finals. But it's just it doesn't seem sustainable. Like like what uh, what Albert was saying. Like it's it's so, an so I I agree with you that he didn't really have the second star. A lot of people say he was still in his prime the first year in Denver and he had a young Carmelo Anthony. Um, but let's just say the Philly years. Philly years. Kamehameha Matumbo was defensive player of the year like two or three times, all defense, led the league in blocks. At the time in the 90s or early 2000s, he was, um, it wasn't about scoring, right? It was about defense. It was like winning games 85 to 83. And that was his second star. It wasn't like a second scoring star, but it was definitely a second star in the Ben Wallace mold. And so um, I feel like he had a good team and 
I don't think the three of us are big Larry Brown fans, but at that time, you know, Larry Brown was very well respected and considered if one of the best coaches out there. And so I feel like he had everything. Um, The East was really bad also at the time. And he just, I don't know. I don't think anybody would have won against Shaq and and Kobe anyways. That's the bottom line. Shaq and Kobe in their prime, you just can't do anything about it. Mark, how dare you not call the Cookie Monster a star? Come on. I'm just thinking in terms of offense. Like, yes, he was a defensive star. He was defensive player of the year. But, I mean, at the end of the day, even though you don't need that many points, you still need points. You still need a score. And and their offense was all AI. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, by, by, by necessity, really. Like, when you have Eric Snow, who's – like, they had a great defensive unit. Like, don't get me wrong. Great team defense. But, like, Eric Snow can't create his own shot. Like, it, it's all AI. Yeah, I, I think like they're number two. Number like two AI right now. I, I don't get it. Number two offensive option was like Aaron McKee one year, Keith Van Horn another year. Um, so yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't like obviously it wasn't like James Harden or Kevin Durant. Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook had Harden and Paul George and Kevin Durant. So I, I don't know. I feel like you guys just argued for AI. The one the one year that Russ had PG is to me the the biggest you know mark with this discussion here because I thought they would have been better. The fact that Dame took him out by himself um, is pretty You're telling. He's hurt, man. Couldn't could, Paul George couldn't couldn't lift his shoulder. No, you didn't see all the tape on his shoulder. Playoff P is a playoff P is fake, man. <laughs> he, just, he didn't know to jump he, to jump at thirty eight feet away. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to defend Paul George today. That's a different discussion. All right, guys, I got I got to jump out. Are we gonna wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, one last shout out to our sponsor, Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. Uh, Michelle V, thank you everything for what you're doing for the community, for um, just feeding all the different, um, supplying all the different food banks and things like that. Check them out, Tasty Tales. Right now, they're only doing takeout. Um, so you're not going to get Six Pennies Podcasts, um, you know, discount, but they still have a bunch of specials. They have uh, crawfish specials on Tuesdays. They still have drink specials. Um, definitely come out, Tasty Tales, Richardson, Texas, and support our local businesses. Thanks, guys. See you guys next time. I'll wear a hat next time. Wow. Wow. <laughs>